This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. For Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pretty. I'm going to begin today's podcast with a quote. It goes like this. Committees are, by nature, timid. They're based on a premise of safety in numbers, content to survive inconspicuously rather than take risks and move independently ahead. Perhaps you've made similarly derisive comments about committees at your hospital or even in your practice. If you have, well, you're in good company. That particular quote is from Ferdinand Porsche, an early to mid-20th century automobile pioneer and engineer. But as you likely agree, Dr. Porsche's quote is no less accurate today, and particularly as it applies to today's job market. So why is this important to you? Let's lay some groundwork. First, you're a physician, likely currently in practice, or if not in practice, your last professional employment was certainly in medical practice. Secondly, you're not venturing into the general job market with a focus on typical physician employment. If you're like most physicians I speak with, your expectation is to secure a job in pharma, biotech, insurance, or with a provider organization. Third, you're trying to call recruiters because if you've changed clinical jobs in the past, well, it's likely how you got the job, and you're scouring the online job sites and applying for as many interesting-looking jobs as possible. Fourth, and most important, you're stuck. You're spinning your wheels. You're waiting for a phone that doesn't ring, and you're tired of filling out online job applications. And here is the problem. You aren't sure how to tell anyone what actual set of skills and accomplishments you'll bring to a new job. You know, the recruiters you call don't place physicians in non-clinical fields. Uh, The executive recruiters you're able to reach don't understand what it is you want to do. After all, you're a physician, right? And when you apply online, the usual response is, well, it's no response. So here's the point. As a physician, your thought process is literally the antithesis of committee think. But my bet is this, you're taking the committee approach to your career transition. You're seeking safety in numbers, whether that's the number of online applications you complete or simply by following the herd and spending your days on job boards, recruitment sites, or attending some program or seminar with a couple hundred other doctors just like you, all looking for a job. It's time to become conspicuous, to take some risks, and to move independently ahead. But how, you ask? First, stop following the herd or herds or those others who are driven by committee think. Don't rely on a job description to tell you what you should do, what job you should take. Make that decision for yourself. Ask yourself these questions. What do you enjoy? What do you do well? What do you know about? And what problems would you like to solve? What questions do you want to be asked and what answers do you want to provide? This is where you start. You start with you. After all, shouldn't your career be about you? Then, as you ponder your responses to these questions, ask another question. Who needs those things? How do the things you enjoy or want to do fit with different types of businesses and different industries? Think creatively, and I know you'll begin to realize that your horizons broaden. There are more opportunities out there than you'll ever imagine. 
freeing yourself from traditional thought, the idea that your only career paths lead through pharmaceuticals or insurance or some hospital administrative job, thinking more broadly will free you to pursue your passions or at least your interests, those things you find stimulating. The questions to you are, how do the things you do well, all the things you do well, how do they solve problems for others? How are the things you know about germane to other types of businesses or industries? And consider this, even if your entire focus is healthcare, then in every major business, healthcare is a problem or a challenge, and healthcare experts are needed. But that's just an aside, a way to say, stop telling yourself your knowledge and your skills are too narrow to fit outside of an exam or operating room. Then, ask yourself who deals with these problems you want to solve, both who has the problems and how are they addressed and by whom, whom that is within the corporate environment. And unless that who requires a license, as special as your medical license, then you could do that job. Now here's a little sidebar. Consider this statement. Medicine is the only career that is almost entirely defined by an educational degree. Now think about that. Think about people you likely know. Do you know people with law degrees who don't practice the law? Or do you know people with accounting degrees who aren't accountants? Or architect degrees who aren't working in architecture? My next door neighbor has a degree in architecture, but he's a grade school teacher. But if you have a medical degree, you're a doctor, period. That's what society expects of you, and that has likely clouded your own image of yourself. Now back on point. The last step of introspection is self-analysis, or you might look at this process as you interviewing you for a job. Therefore, what are the questions you want someone to ask you? And what answers do you envision yourself providing? Think about that. Have you ever read a newspaper article and, and, and you've thought, I wish I could answer that question because this is what I'd say. My question is this, why shouldn't you answer that question, whatever it is? By the time you complete this exercise, you should have created a lengthy and truthfully, very possibly a confusing list. It may be a list that appears random or scattered. There really may not be dots to connect within the list other than each item, each career path, regardless, each job function will be linked by its association with your interests, with your skills, and with your knowledge. Now you're stepping away from the herd. But to make your transition successful, you'll need focus. To paraphrase Lewis Carroll's renowned Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Now is the time to determine where you're going. If you had unlimited resources and time, you could spend the next year or so finding conferences and seminars and all the industries that interest you. You could talk with friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends. You could chase down information and leads in all those areas that seem to match with the greatest number of your interests and your skills and your knowledge. But let's assume you have neither unlimited resources nor time. Fortunately, there is the internet. With some practice and Google, you can uncover white papers, business reports, leadership bios, a wealth of information at both an industry and individual company level. You might want to know who's the medical director at ExxonMobil, 
Well, just Google, or who's in charge of corporate social responsibility at Microsoft? Or how about healthcare policy consulting companies in Atlanta? It's all there. It only takes some time, certainly less than a year of physical attendance at various conferences and meetings, yet still with some patience and some creativity. But the cost is zero, and your success is likely 100%. As you conduct your research, look for these linkages. Who is doing something you want to do? Who is using skill sets you have and you want to use? What is their knowledge and how does it differ from yours? Is yours a viable substitute? Now is the time to make some decisions. First, look at your work and ask yourself what is most attractive? What really piques your interest? Perhaps your passions? What really motivates you to the greatest extent? What looks like fun? Then ask yourself, what barriers may you experience? For example, if you're 50 years old, you may not be up to the rigors of being an astronaut. On the other hand, you may find a year-long training regiment will get you right into flying shape. So next, do you want to make that commitment? Separate the can-do from the want-to-do from the willing-to-do or to what you're willing to suffer through to accomplish your goals. Now you're narrowing down the road you will take. Another sidebar that's relevant to what you're willing to do, to suffer through for the sake of your career transition is this. Adding another set of initials after your name, another degree, well, it's probably not necessary. Here's my rule of thumb when it comes to an additional degree beyond your medical degree. One, if you're just completing your medical education or training, then your educational record is about all you likely have to illustrate your ability, your background, your experience. Then, if you're so inclined, another degree, well, it may make sense. If you're mid-career, you should have enough career and life experiences, and experience is what really sells, enough experience to offset the need for another degree. However, if some credential is common or generally expected in your chosen field or endeavor, first get your job and then let the company pay for it. Most companies have educational funding available for executives. Third, if you're late career, forget about it. If you can't convey your value and overall knowledge at this point, well, honestly, change may not be in the cards for you. And lastly, let's be serious. If you just obtained your MBA or M whatever yesterday, do you really know what to do with that knowledge? Well, the answer is no. Back on point. Now you've analyzed your interests, your skills, and your knowledge, and you've determined some or at least one career path that seems reasonable and attractive. Now it's time to begin your dialogue. Now it's time to start looking for ways to attract the attention of the people you want to be working with or working for. As I say to every client, my number one objective is to place you in the same room, whether literally or virtually, the same room with the people you want to work with. It's that simple. It's not about applying for jobs unless you are the right match for the stated job requirements, the background, the years of experience, and the like. And probably, if you're listening to my podcast, maybe 1% of you will match that criteria. So if you're not applying for jobs, what are you doing? You're attracting attention. You attend conferences and seminars, even if they're virtual. You write about what you want to be doing. You produce insightful white papers. You write about your opinions. 
You write about your experience. And when you have neither, you contact those people you want to be working with and you ask them about their opinions and about their experiences and you write about that. There is always a place to publish. You can write articles you place on LinkedIn and you can comment on what others say in blogs devoted to your career interests. But while I encourage you to publish as prolifically as possible, I will also caution you, keep your focus. Stay within the boundaries you've established based on your interests, your skills, and your knowledge. This is about branding. And think about any brand with which you're familiar. No brand is predicated on a premise, I can do anything. Brands have to be definable. So stay true to your definition of you. I think you get the point here. You have to rebuild your brand as what you want to be rather than as who you are. However, this is not about abandoning everything you've done, all you've accomplished, and all your past experiences. It's about building on them. You are the sum of your parts. So in summary, you can either follow the crowd or you can separate yourself from the crowd. I think you'll probably want to separate from the crowd and follow your own path. I believe you'll be happier if you base your decisions on you, on yourself. But to do that, you have to know yourself. You have to define yourself, brand yourself, and then tell others about yourself. Your initial forays into branding will well, very likely be one-sided. You'll feel like you're simply shouting into the wind. But soon, others will comment, and from comments begins dialogue, and dialogue can lead to conversations, advice-seeking, and opportunities to discuss problems and how they may be solved. And once you're solving someone's problems, well, you're very, very close to the new career path that you want. I hope this podcast will help you with your interests, your understanding, and if you choose, your transition to a non-clinical physician career. If you wish help and support in your transition, initial hallway consults are always without a fee, and I'll be pleased to offer you my very best advice and counsel. So once again, for Third Evolution, non-clinical careers for physicians, this is Robert Pretty. For comments about this or any of my podcasts, or to request a hallway consult, don't hesitate to contact me at 720-339-3585. And that's for voice, message, or text. And visit me online at www.thirdevo.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.